Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Hey, my friends, I'm so glad that you're with me here on another episode of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Super excited to have a fellow author and a just great creative guy, brand new friend for me, uh, Bert Ballou, who is here. Bert, thanks so much, man, for, for being on the podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm thrilled. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have the best life, I think, getting to write and do all these wonderful creative things, not <laughs> only that I know inspire you, but also inspire young people around the world. So for those folks that are just kind of getting to know who you are and what you do, give us the thumbnail sketch and then we'll kind of jump into a little bit of of your backstory. Sure. Uh, I'm a fourth or fifth generation Okie. I've grown up in Oklahoma. Uh, Right now I live in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I grew up on a farm down by a small town in Southwest Oklahoma called Medicine Park. Uh, right next to the Wichita Mountains Wildlife Refuge. So beautiful. Uh, it gets hot. It gets hot in the summertime, but it is beautiful down there. Uh, lots of small mountains. Some people would probably call them hills. They're probably yeah. not big enough to be mountains, but that's what I grew up with. Uh, so That's wonderful. I, and when did you start writing? I started writing, I guess I could say in high school, because I was on our newspaper staff. Uh, at Elgin High School, go go War Owls. <laughs> um, so that's when I first started writing, and I realized I'm, you know, I might have a love for this. Uh, and of course, in college, you write papers from day one to the day after you graduate. I don't yeah. think anybody gets every all of their thesis and reports turned in before graduation. Um, and then I started, I started pursuing writing, you know, as more than just a hobby. Uh, in I think it was 2008. Um, this is going to sound a little crazy, but it was Christmas time of 2008. And I had watched the movie Shrek yeah. about the ogre with Mike Myers, you know, the ogre, the donkey, the princess, uh, you know, and laughed at all the same spots because I had already seen it 30 or 40 times. <laughs> but I had gone to bed that night and I was I had just turned out the light and was getting ready, you know, for a good sleep. And um, it just hit me, i.e. God gave me the message or the idea yeah. to write a children's story about um, Passion Week, about Palm Sunday, but through the eyes of the donkey, the little mm-hmm. donkey fold that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. Uh, in a biblical sense, you know, whenever somebody thinks about the donkey and Mary, they usually think of the journey to Bethlehem. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if they go want to go way back to the Old Testament, it's um, uh, Balaam and Balak, you know, mm-hmm. in the story of the donkey there. So I thought it would be a neat twist to tell the story of Palm Sunday, you know, since everybody was so familiar with the nativity story that it would be a neat twist to write about Palm Sunday uh, with the donkey 
as the main the main character. Now, had you ever done anything for kids before, or was this kind of like a totally out of left field thing for you? Like, God, where this was pretty much left field. I mean, I come from a big family, and you know, I was always the uncle that got to babysit, you know, (laughs) or you know, to watch the kids, which was fine as long as I didn't have to change a diaper. That was my my (laughs) cutoff. I was like, look, I will play with your kid and wear them out, you know, so that they go right to sleep when you get home. But I love but diapers, <laughs> if they, <Not> so much. <laughs> they if I have to change a diaper, if they get sick, it's game over. <laughs> I love, so, that. you know, but that's as far as professionally writing. So that was the first and um, boy, I got a crash course in writing and editing and, and sentence placement and construction and all the things you forget about diagramming sentences in high school English. So I got a quick crash course on all of that. So wow. So now that's from, that's when it started. So from start to finish, how long did it take you to do that that first book? That one took it took about 30 minutes, you know, to write out the story. But then the editing process and all of that, that took about six months. Wow. That took about six. And that was just a little, you know, 16 page picture book with with a paragraph of text on each. Of course, you had to find an illustrator for that as well, I guess. Absolutely. Yes. Whole other issue. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So as you've, as you, you know, you get your first book out there, I think a lot of people, when they get their first book out there, they think that, oh, I'm just, I'm never going to have to work again. It's going to be great. And the millions of dollars are going to come in. I'm going to go all over the world, all this and da, 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 New York Times. And I mean, so what was the reality of that? And I know that you've obviously kept writing lots of other books and everything, but I mean, what was that process like for you? Because I think a lot of people have different ideas of what that's going to be like for them. Well. I bought a very expensive pair of sunglasses to hide my identity when I went out in public. And then I realized that was waste. That was a wasted. No, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Um, other than hearing the, oh, that's great. You wrote a book, you know, and then they go on. I'm like, no, wait a minute. I wrote a book. You know, they, I don't know that they quite, understood it because I would, you know, I didn't expect to be like, like C.S. Lewis status or J.K. Rowling status right yeah. away. But, you know, that was certain, that's certainly a goal. <laughs> but sure. they were like, oh, that's cute. You wrote a book. I'm like, well, it's a little bit more than cute. You know, I stayed up late and I lost sleep and, you know, I paid to have somebody illustrated and I paid to have somebody printed up for me. And, you know, that's kind of like when you're in a play in college or, you know, community theater or even like an extra in a movie set. They're like, oh, that's cute. Well, how did your little play go? And you're like, it's, <laughs> it's more than that. that it's more. <laughs> <laughs> so how did, you know, you get one book under your belt, you know, and I know you have a number of things. You got a brand new book out uh, now. Right. How do you. Did that that obviously spurred something in you to say, I've got more to say here. I'm seeing some great response, maybe from my from my readers. I want to you know, I know that you really feel passionately about the message that you can help to portray to young people through the books that you're writing primarily for them. So how did all that begin to to unfold? Because you're on such a a journey now of prolific writing for for this genre. Right. I well. 
I, I think like a lot of artists, you know, across, across the whole spectrum, they, they have something to say. Uh, and in a way I feel like that I've been picked by God, you know, through these books to say, Hey, I want you to help me get this message out. Mm. You know, um, the, the, the world of children's literature and, and kids, kids literature and young adult literature is so full of, of, um, I don't know if anti-God would be the right word, but they certainly don't acknowledge Christianity or religion. Um, You know, there's the whole Harry Potter mega universe, which she's brilliant. Um, I don't know how many people out there have actually gone through the trouble to read the books instead of just watching the movie when there's a, when there's a Harry Potter marathon on cable, you know, but if you actually read the books, she was a genius in creating this this whole other world. Mm. Um, but there's there's no mention of of God or Christian themes. You know, there's plenty of of I guess you could say witchcraft and wizardry and right. and um, you know some other dark elements. But there's nothing you know there's nothing supportive or obviously supportive of the Christian faith. Um, the same thing with the Percy Jackson series. Again, you know, the dude is brilliant and I hope I get to meet him someday. But, um, you know, you can talk about Greek gods and Roman gods, and Norse gods and Egyptian gods and goddesses. But, you know, there, there's a bigger one out there. That's there's right. A bigger one out there. You know, all of those combined you know, don't even come close to the toenail of this great God that we serve. And, you know, there's no, no mention whatsoever. Um, But again, you know, and those, those are brilliant, brilliant people. And, and, you know, I would flatter myself to, to ever think that I would be considered, you know, in that same, but, you know, gosh, there's a big God out there that we serve. Absolutely. You know, one of the I'm thinking back when I um, wrote my first book, Unlocking the Art of the Artist, I was on a interview show up in Chicago, um, speaking at a conference, this radio show picked me up and everything and Christian radio station went all over the world. It was a big deal from one of my first big interviews. And, right. and um, the guy comes on, he's like, today we have Matt and Tommy with us. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, Matt, you work with Christian artists. You know, t- tell us, Matt, why is so much Christian art so bad? And that was the question. And it was like crickets, you know, and I was like, Whoa. oh, my gosh, what did I, what did I even say? But I wanted to ask you because, you know, I think books, movies, you know, so much um, Christian oriented work out there gets such a bad rap for, you know, not being as good as things that we see in the secular world. And I know that so many artists like yourself, authors like yourself are really doing incredible work out there, but I know there can be this sort of stigma and limiting factor around being quote unquote in the Christian market and that sort of thing. So what are you doing internally? I think to, to handle that, to combat that, to also get your work out in, a wider market where it can be respected, not just quote unquote as Christian, you know, uh, right. work, but also just really, uh, really great literature. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough, 
predicament for, I feel like for a lot of Christian artists, you know, again, recording artists, uh, authors, painters, uh, visual graphics, you know, whatever the spectrum. Um, This might sound a little bit cynical, but a lot of it has to do with money. Um, You look at the budget for like the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe movie, you know, that came out in 2005 or 2006. Budget was like 120 million or 150 million. You're thinking, you know, if I had that kind of budget, every (laughs) household in United States and probably two provinces in Canada would have a copy of this book. You know, I would be more than happy to give it away. You know, but uh, for somebody starting out or say for maybe like a thriving Christian artist. Yeah. Name plug. (laughs) um, A lot of it has to do with you've got the time, you've got the energy, but, you know, you have to have some financial backing to get it. You know, and it's kind of a catch 22. Um, Well, you know. Well, maybe I'll read your book. Let me ask my friends if any of them have read it first. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, unless they bought it directly from me, they they probably didn't, you know, because we're just starting out. We are just starting out. Uh, two, there is a um, I feel like there's a there's a spiritual force descending on this nation. I don't want to get too heavy, you know, into, you know, we're all doomed, but there is. You look at Hollywood, you look at Los Angeles, uh, New York City, some of the entertainment capitals of the world or of the United States. And they're not they're not too savvy on Christian messaging and Christian artists right now. Right. Um, Unless you're an Amy Grant or maybe a Toby Mac, um, you know, even even some of the I guess the A-list celebrities, you know, when you hear them thank Jesus or thank God on an award show. You know, you hear boos, you hear boos from the audience. And that's that's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, we're starting to realize there is and businesses are starting to realize artists are starting to realize there is a whole untapped market out there of Christian audiences and other people that are doing really great work that that want the kind of content that you're you're providing. And it's just a matter of of finding that and getting out in front of that that audience. And and as we know, how the Lord does it with divine appointments and those supernatural interruptions and those crossing of paths that shouldn't have happened in the, in the natural, but, but do to set us up for success. So I just, I love, you know, we're all on that path. I think that's what so much of this podcast is about is helping people to, to realize that that's how the kingdom works. And I know that you are, you know, as you're creating these incredible books that are becoming an alternative you know, for kids, uh, what do you, what's your real hope? I think for maybe a teenager, like I know the latest book you just wrote was for, for teens. What, what's your hope as a, a teenager to pick that up a 14 year old guy or gal and, and, and read this book? What, what are you hoping they're going to, going to get realized, begin to see differently uh, as they read your work? Well, I would say, first of all, as an author or an artist, I want them to be entertained. You know, I want them to be moved. And then I want them to maybe say, hey, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, you know, I just read this book and I have some questions about it. You know, what is, you know, what is an angel? You know, what is what is the scripture of Luke 10, 19? You know, what does that mean? Because I don't quite understand it all. And then I hope it's it, you know, 
starts conversations and starts dialogues, you know, with kids and parents or kids, guardians, adults, you know, whoever, or even each other, you know, they talk about it during lunch at school or, or they, you know, they, like I may have done in high school, they put a book in front of their textbook, you know, and hold it up. So the teacher thinks they're looking at the textbook, but they're actually reading my (laughs) book that's hidden inside of it, you know, something like that. Um, And then there in this new book, this Andy Pershing and the Seven Wonders Warriors, you know, that just came out, uh, there are a lot of current events, you know, that maybe kids, teenagers, and even, you know, parents may not be aware of um, a lot of current events that you hear about on uh, cable news, on regular news, but you may not get it on your social media feed. Yeah. Uh, so it's it will just spark an awareness, you know, of what's going on, uh, what's going on on around them. Uh, start a dialogue with their friends, the the adults in their lives, um, and then eventually, you know, lead them to a relationship with Christ. Yeah, that's wonderful. No pressure, right? <laughs> I know, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, lastly, I would I would love to just kind of ask you about your your journey, you know, as you're starting, you're really kind of in the thick now of, of writing, you know, and creating more. I'm sure you've got like all of us, a million different ideas of, of new projects that are going to be out there. You're not. Yeah, doing that's a slow day. A million <laughs> ideas is a slow day for you, for you and for me, probably both. That's right. You're not doing this though as a, as a, as a 20 year old young man. Now you're, you know, like all of us in in middle age and, and just walking on with the Lord and, and that sort of thing. How do you think you're approaching this, uh, you know, the the undertaking that you're doing in writing and having lots of different projects in this season of your life as opposed to, you know, 25, 30 years ago? Right. It would have been nice, you know, to have this um, this idea and this motivation, you know, when you're 20 or 25. But, you know, the Lord's timing is perfect. We yeah. may not understand it. I never thought, you know, I am very slowly approaching my mid 50s. Um, I never thought, you know, when I was 25 or 30, that this would be my path, sure. you know, as an adult, but uh, you just follow the guidance, you know, follow the guidance of the Lord that he's set before you. Um, and just, it is, I guess I would say it's never too late. You yeah. know, people will say, well, I thought about going to law school, but I'm 40 and I'll be 46, you know, when I'm done and I can finally start practicing law. And I'm like, well, that's true. But guess what, buddy? You're going to be 46 regardless, <laughs> you know, and then you're going to be 47. And then so, you know, there's a great that's a great way. I've yeah. never heard anybody say that's a great way to say that you're going to be 46 regardless. You might as well be, <laughs> get there and be doing things that you love. Right. I mean, that's right. That's right. So good. Yeah. And especially as you get older. I don't know if you get wiser or more mature but your perspective it just changes yeah. you know you do become aware of more aware of things around you and and what you're doing and what you wanted to do and what you haven't done yet so yeah that that becomes that becomes a driving force it did for me so yeah, for sure absolutely yeah i think all of us are your heart begins to turn to legacy what am i leaving and what what impact am i having and and all of that. Agreed. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, Bert, I love it, man. You're having an impact. You're leaving a legacy. And it's great to hear 
a little more of your story, kind of what's behind, in between the pages, if you will, of, <laughs> uh, of what you're doing. I know that folks are going to want to connect with you, buy the books, get the newest book that's out there, and uh, whether for themselves or kids or grandkids or uh, that sort of thing. So where is the best place that they can connect with you? Well, we're just getting started. Um, but right now, they can go to my Facebook page, which is just simply Bert Ballou on Facebook, B-E-R-T. B-A-L-L-O-U. Uh, it's also available through my publisher's website, which is Highbridge Media, uh, highbridgemedia.com. And they have a bookstore. They have a bookstore tab. You just click on that. Uh, and um, right now, that's it. You know, awesome. the book just came out this past Monday, Monday, May 2nd. Um, or as I would explain to people, that's 5-2. Because five plus two is seven, as in seven wonders warriors. Love it. So, love it. <laughs> so, but we're going to get, you know, we'll get the, we'll get the Instagram. We'll get the website. We will get all of that set up because buddy, I've got six more books to write. <laughs> That's right. Come on. I love it. Bert, thank you, man. It's a pleasure having you on today. And guys, you can get the links to uh, Bert's Facebook as well as uh the link to buy the, the book from the publisher right here in the show notes in the description. So be sure awesome. to click that. And um, Bert, thanks again, man, for being on. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you, sir. I've had, I've had a great time. Thanks. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.